No, did I have it out? Did she put it somewhere? I guess she just wanted to see. Did you jack off with my with no. our lotion? I've never. <laughs> I don't think I've ever done that, except maybe when I first got it or something. First got what? When we first got the lotion. It's been tainted for months and months. Well, I never. I know. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yes. Oh, I can see you in the mirror. That's nice. There we go. Did you come inside of Yeah, I, I did. I I did. It's true. It's true. That's what happened. <laughs> well, I'm glad it all picked up a microphone. Let's see. Rude of the thing. Yes. Oh my god, how are you? Hello, I'm doing good. 
Um, it's been going. It's been going well. Been watching a lot of um, reality television. I was communicating a lot today. A lot of um, direct messages and emails. Um, so that's kind of fun. Haven't written a professional email in years, so I had to like. I literally opened up the Emily Post book to like. <laughs> Let me move this microphone too. Yeah, yeah. To actually like remember. Wait, what that. goes in which? Wait, whose address goes first? Mm -hmm. What side is it on? That shit. Yeah. I didn't follow all the rules, but I followed enough of them to feel like um, I wasn't making myself look dumb. So. <laughs> Allegedly, no, I'm just yeah, kidding. Exactly. I hope so. I should have. Uh, I, I should have BCC'd you honestly, but I will next. <laughs> forward him. Forward him. <laughs> I just want you to evaluate my uh, my professional letter writing skills. Oh no, uh, I have. I, I'm very good at this shit. No, okay, great. I mean, I will. I just will send you the draft next time. So yeah. Can... No, totally. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. Nope. Okay. Everything's good. Okay. Let me say. Let me put notes in the doc. Where am I? Down here. Um, Yes, and the very bottom there's nine, which I have some. Did I put some clips in there, or did I? Oh, neat. Yeah, so I have the list. Um, it just lists out the people, but also I have the. If let me, uh, go open. Where's the other window I have open here? This one. Let me. You're gonna want to look at this as I. The YouTube link. Uh, I just posted it. Uh, the oh, I see. real work this yeah for season two that's um that's quite a little website they put there it's a great little perfect tool for me to recap this um so i watched all of, oh badass yeah okay i watched uh, so i finished uh, survivor season one and then i immediately jumped into um sorry i just had a five-star review come up i'm very happy about that um the <sighs> lost my train of thought oh yeah so uh, I watched um, the end of Real World. I started uh, episode one of season 17 because I wanted to see like the Key West season. And it was a totally different show, um, completely different. So somewhere in the 17 you know years in between, it takes its big shift. But um, I've heard that through season five is kind of like a contiguous, like all the characters sort of interact a little bit and then there's a big reunion after season four where all the first four season people get together so i'm learning about this season two is excellent i absolutely loved season two um and we'll talk about this in just a moment but i just want to preface that season two is excellent season two is like even better than season one and it was double the episodes so um what else what else am i going to get into i want to let's see um Hmm. Hmm. Oh yeah, I started watching season two of Survivor. It's an Australian outback. Um, it's an incredible viewing experience thus far. I saw that you said that it was like Crocodile Dundee. Yes. Style like that it was basically Survivor but with more didgeridoo. Is literally or whatever. Even, yeah, the theme itself is literally just the Survivor Season 1 theme where I think they just took the didgeridoo layer of the soundtrack and just brought it up a little bit. 
Um, but otherwise, it's been a very interesting experience. The cast is fascinating in their own uh, individual way. I don't really want to talk about it so much yet because I haven't, you know, only seen like a, not even a quarter of it, I think. Or no, maybe a third. Um, anyway, it's, it's, it's really, uh, I'm loving it, as they say at McDonald's. Um, excellent so far. Survivor, I have to say, is probably not only my favorite, but just as I can judge so far, the best like competition. They call it in, in True Story, she classifies it as like a docu-compu-doc-series. But it's, I don't know. Um, I never realized like how documentary like Survivor really is. But it's actually very documentary. It's more almost more documentary. Well, yeah, you're documenting these people in Iraq, and they're just at the end. They're like, who do you think is like the least valuable member of the group? There's no like, it's not even really like. See, I'm already starting to make jokes. I was like, I can already picture Werner Herzog like narrating Survivor. Perfect. Okay, we we if we're already ready to make jokes. Then we need to start. Recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Just start recording. Okay. <laughs> Okay, well, it's rec- it is recording, actually, so I'll just go ahead and count us in, and then we'll, we'll start. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. How am I going to open this up? Um, oh, no, no, no. That's right, because I did. there's one. I'm going to use a clip from YouTube here from Real World Season 2 that references Real World Season 1 and something that I said last week. It's perfect. So, YouTube, as long as I can pull it up. YouTube. Oh, no, no, I'll still use Paramount uh, since we're not technically recording. I'm going to type in Paramount. I'm going to pull up Paramount Plus on my laptop. And I'm going to play the very opening episode of Season 2 of Real World where a character from Real World Season 2, John, who's like one of my favorites, although it's very confusing, but he, he's, he's just an interesting character to watch. But um, he references something very strange and racist that happens in ep- in this episode one season one of real world where one of the notable characters no- julie notices that heather b right yeah that was her name heather b had a beeper and it goes off and she's from like i don't know uh alabama and she says like hey is that are you like a drug dealer or something because like she's a, a black woman with a beeper going off and her dad probably at some point communicated that idea to her or something and then so john having watched real world season one and he's like a singer he's he he's very he's also kind of in that world being like kind of molded by his um, upbringing and something but he's a little bit aware at least just from watching real world season one where he talks about um uh, kevin i believe no dave excuse me dave kevin was season uh, Dave, his roommate, and the reason I'm confused is also because he almost, he's on the show for too long. Um, uh, he uh, So Dave's beeper goes off. He's a black man as well. And John makes the comment to him, hey, were you a drug dealer or something? Like, and he, and apparently Dave had never watched season one of the real world, even though he's on the show. So he didn't know how to respond to that. And I just like was mind blown. I was like, he's directly referencing like probably what is the most controversial thing that even today from our perspective is the thing from the show. And they spent all of season, all of episode two of the show talking about kind of that incident. And that's what starts this whole discussion. And yet, meanwhile, there's like no, um, like he has no recognizance of that, even though that's like, you know, and okay. It's, it's so difficult to discuss, but he like spends, 
a lot of time basically communicating what I would describe as today's kind of like leftist woke ideas and stuff. But like the, the one time where he really could have shined to be like, haha, that's funny. Like the guy who we would think is like racist or something is like making a joke, a self effacing joke. And he totally whiffs on it. And I was like, wow, this season's going to be interesting. Like, you know, the guy who's like in, you know, was literally accused by a black woman on the RV trip in episode one of being racist is trying to like break the ice and say like, hey guys, I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to be different. And he's like immediately stomped on for any attempts at trying to like make good, which that's the real world. Um, that's the, yeah. And, you know, again, the the reality is, is that jokes are dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And he, uh, everyone learns that very quickly. There's a, there's another reenactment of season. What is it? Um, in season one, everyone made Kevin. They put on personalities to make Kevin think he was going, losing his mind. Basically, they kind of gaslit him until he got so upset that he left the house and wouldn't accept the fact that it was a joke. And then in in uh, it's like. In season two, they like play these practical jokes that every time anyone's ever played a practical joke in the real world, it's never gone correctly. No one's ever been like, ha ha, good one. It, every time so far, it's blown up disastrously. So I don't know why anyone would ever try it again. Like season two, season one on, honestly, they did like three of them and every single one like hurt everyone's feelings to a point where they all start screaming at each other basically. So um, that's a real pratfall of the real world. If you're ever on the real world, don't do that don't you know it's funny because jokes. like no well here's here's a couple things yeah. okay so as someone who's been on the internet for a million years mm -hmm. it feels like right there are quite a few folks that i've been uh i'll say posting online with for god i don't know how how dare like uh, over a decade Jesus mm. Christ, you know, because yeah. that, that's how old we are, right? So, yeah. like, you know, I've been, I'll I got it. on the internet when I was a child, you my, know. So, my reg date on something awful is 2003, somewhere in there. I think it's like. I mean, I'm just gonna yeah. say that, you know, I'll like I, you know, I'll just say that I've been on the internet since I was like 15, right? So, yeah. like, and I'm and I'm 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 over 40 now, right? Mm -hmm. Slightly, just mm -hmm. a poquito, right? But like, still, right? So, <laughs> a long time, a long time. Yeah. So, uh. I, I would wager even that in some cases, I've probably been posting with people longer than even I think I have, right? Because they've probably been in proto spaces yeah. long before I ever knew, you know, exactly. and how many new usernames have we ever had, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. all that as a way of saying, right? There's um, there's a few people online who know my real name, which is Kathy, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. they can address, the, you know, they, they reply to my stupid jokes online with my name, even though I don't really use my name online, right? Yeah. But they do, right? And that's fine. I don't care. It's great. Uh, we're friends. We know each other. It's fantastic. Yeah. We can joke with each other. You can riff with each other. You can, you know, you can make jokes and joyful burns and, you know... Yeah common tropes that all come back, you know, cause you touch yourself at night, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Exactly. And yet, right. But like, if just some fucking random person that you've never met before, and I say never met, which is to say never interacted with before. Right. right yeah. Suddenly comes into your mentions and is just like, Hey, let me just be overly familiar with you and make all of these like riffing kind of jokes. You're just kind of like, wait, like, but who are you? Like we haven't developed that this is even an acceptable kind of thing to do with each other yet. Yeah. Right. Like 
I don't know. It feels very similar to what you just described here of like having this kind of decorum, this again, just, just the netiquette, if you will, mm-hmm. to know when it's acceptable to be like, you know, how do you go from being a rando in someone's fucking mentions to being able to like actually say, oh, I interact with that person. And, and it's it organic goes from and different every time. That's why it's so that's why there's no plot. So, that's, that's why nobody can like write someone a, a form that says like this is how to gain followers because there's no there really if you want to do it the right way, there is no chart for how that works. It just happens, yeah. right? And, and God help us, some of us are trying to avoid doing that. Yes, right? exactly. Like, yeah, it's true. It feels hellish. <laughs> I don't even have that many, and I think I have too many. Well, we'll no, make a, we'll nobody make a show. unfollow me. Do, do nobody you, unfollow you know me, though. You're all precious to me. If we made a show account, then people would stop following us personally, I think, maybe. But then, then again, we still haven't said know. our names on the show, so technically no one's... <laughs> Finding technically no one knows and yeah. yeah like they either know or they don't know and that's fine and yeah. i and i and exactly. i i think what's funny about that is that this is even our way of maintaining some anonymity yeah it means it's our it's funny because also still. people could just google it too yeah. I mean, you could probably just look it up and there we are like you know, talking about each other and, and i say Ooh. if they're gonna do the effort then i, I give it to them yeah 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 congrats <laughs> Gold star. First Mario coin. First yeah. star up there on the little thing, right? Like. <laughs> so are we... Oh, wait. Did I even say that? Do we say the name of the show? This is Reality Issues. Hello. I'm Brian. And this is Kathy. I'm Kathy. This is yeah, Kathy. hi, everyone. Hello, this is Kathy. Yeah. And um, this is a show. Today is Thursday, um, May 19th. And it's 6.26 p.m. And we've already been recording for a little while. Um, this is our show. It's episode uh, nine, I think. And um, we've seen some things recently. We were just talking about what I've seen. Kathy, um, before I get into real world anymore, um, what what have you been watching? What have you been getting into? Oh, my God. So, well, you may recall that very recently I started binge watching America's Funniest Home Videos. (laughs) And that I, of course, have have been saying that, you know, it's why we have YouTube now, right? Um, I think it's also, of course, why we have things like Jackass and things of that nature. And so... Um, I hadn't seen, um, as one does, right? So, like, I I want to just uh, just say it right now. When I was when I was like a teen, when Jackass was like on MTV, I didn't have cable. Okay. So I didn't. I so like you know like that I could be like a stone teenager and like go home and just put on MTV and like just watch like episode after episode after episode it was not something that I personally was able to do. Yeah. Instead, Jackass was like the like oh my god like i can go over to a friend's house and we can watch jackass right now right. here's the weird thing now my, even though we didn't have cable at home my parents didn't really give a shit about what i watched so like they weren't like you shouldn't be watching jack they didn't care yeah. they didn't really care they just whatever and of course but if i'd go to someone's friend's house there was a good chance that their parents would be like you shouldn't be watching jackass <laughs> right so like anyway yeah. so I, I, I yeah i had a similar experience yes hilarious anyway so uh so anyway so i never really binge watched a lot of jackass and it was not like just some like wide cultural phenomenon for me but i did watch the movies i thought they were hilarious you know and i was like great and then as these things happen i got slightly older and kind of stopped giving a shit right like if it was on the hotel tv i might watch it but like uh, how often did that really happen right so again more likely for me to be picking forensic files or svu anyway so 
Uh, anyway, so I watched Jackass uh, forever. Awesome. That's sweet. Um, and the, uh, yeah, the latest one. And I, I also want to start, the, uh, I didn't start by watching Jackass. Okay. So I started, it's with my sweetie and he was like, hey, have you seen the new Batman? And I'm like, no, but I love Batman. We should watch it. We started yeah. watching it. We got maybe about 15 minutes into it. Okay. And we're like, this thing fucking sucks. This sucks. This is awful. I've and so, heard that. That's why I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> See, but I, you know, I, I like to make up my own mind. I wanted to give it a shot, you know, so we started I I, watching I, I it. I guess it's just a proof of how much I trust you, Kathy. If I know that you're yeah. going to tell me that it's bad enough that you were like, after 15 minutes, it's bad. I might also just go, that's enough for me to just know yeah. that. No, see, now you know, right? But yeah. so like, yeah, so I gave it like, we gave it like an extra 15, 20 minutes just to make sure, right? Okay. Like maybe okay. it's just starting off a little slow, but okay. we got we got into it. We like, you know, had another beer, et cetera. And we're like, eh, this is awful. So we we shut it off. And I was like, that was that was so disappointing. I'm like, it was it was very upset. I, I really the uh Batman comics, the Tim Sale yes. Batman. So I really like uh, anyway, so so yeah. I, I I'm really like disappointed. I personally love like a dark, dark night, right? Anyway, so yeah. Uh, anyway, so I was like, this sucks. I need to be cheered up. And he's like, well, why don't we just watch Jackass? Have you seen the latest one? I was like, no. And so we then proceeded to have a laugh riot of an experience because, again, I hadn't seen it. So every single scene, I'm like, what is about to happen? <laughs> it was such a delight. I love those fellas. I, um, yeah. 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 So then we, the, yeah. And then so we watched Jackass Forever. Then we Sweet. watched, uh, 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 the 3D one, and I then we just started seen, watching random two, episodes. Yeah, that's that's yeah. probably the way to do it, right? Go back to yeah. like the original flavor and see, like, yeah. What do you? Is there any notable things you can pull out of the, like the the episodes that you saw, like from the old show, that some scenes that resonate? No, I, I just uh, I think I just started remembering how much like um, I really appreciated how they would have all the like. Uh, like professional skater cameos and things of yeah, that sort. Yeah. Right. Because I was like, yeah, these are people who are used to taking knocks. Right. So like, exactly. it, it also is like, it, there was, there's like this overlap with like the X games type of shit. Yes. That was happening at around the same, this extreme sports type of mentality. Yeah, it was all right? one and kind was, of thing. The Tony Hawk world of uh, the video game and the skateboarding all kind of collided with like the MTV world of like mm-hmm. goofing off. And then you had like, Johnny Knoxville in there kind of yeah he was like mm-hmm. and Bam Margera honestly because he was the pro skater that also then became the Johnny Knoxville yeah. sequel essentially yeah and then there was the other because then there was like the spinoff what was it called Wild Boys Wild right Boys. Bam and right so like Bam. yeah mm-hmm. so we started you know and like I I remember that too like I think the other one that stuck out for me was how Bam's parents are basically the only parents that make regular like regular regular appearances that are like yeah. they hate it but they love it right like yeah. there's a part of them that you can tell like you've always been able to tell they they clearly fucking love they love the concept that their son yeah. yeah and they love the concept that their son is famous from doing probably what he, they like bothered him bothered them their entire lives already entire lives. before the camera yeah he there. was probably yeah. fucking with them when he was like 4 you and know like just, just like i love yeah that. It's delightful. Yeah, yeah. So that I love, right? That I love a lot. Um, and it was kind of interesting to even think of like that wholesome aspect too. Like, um, I also got to just tell you, like, um, uh, I feel like like uh, 
in, in this like highbrow, lowbrow category, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like we know that the jackass fellas like love playing with their dicks. Like there's just it's so big, much it's a big dick piece action, of the formula. right? Like yeah. I mean, which makes sense, right? I mean, yeah. it's just, you know, it's like I mean, the cup games, the, you know, like the yeah. the athletic cup challenge yes. is always fucking delightful. Madison Cawthorn knows very much about this currently <laughs> in the public. Continue, please. And, uh, but you know, so like, uh, I feel like, like, there's only very few, uh, uh, like, like comedy geniuses I can cite that prolong the joke about the penis. And that is basically Jackass, uh, the puppetry of the penis guy, Mm -hmm. and then Aristophanes the greek comedian who's like renowned in in, in like classical studies my gamer my my gamer friends out there may remember aristophanes from uh assassin's creed uh what was the one (laughs) the one in ancient greece uh odyssey that's what it was oh there you go that's see that's your history book for the gamer to go look up just open up that game and then you can you can find so aristophanes His dick jokes. Oh yeah. Studied in the halls of Yale, Harvard, St. John's, Columbia, and, and University of Chicago, Sony, and but Microsoft. Those same ag- <laughs> academics would dare denigrate jackass. <laughs> exactly. Which is more funny, more yeah. funny than anything, oh, yeah. anything. Absolutely. I mean, I'm sorry, Aristophanes. He's great, great, great. Send ups of Socrates. Just couldn't have done it better. Yeah. It, 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 you're, t- you're talking about someone who literally reinvented an art form. I mean, they took comedy to a new platform. Like there was no like you're talking about essentially taking what was stunt work for like your original That's kind right. of comedy actors, your people at the very beginning who were like mastering everything in your old black and white, even silent films. Your Charlie uh, Buster Keaton, Buster right? Keaton, Charlie. Me. Yeah. Uh, uh, the other guy, Harold Lloyd, right? Yeah, there you go. There's Bre- the third one. Oh, Laurel and Hardy, the fucking yeah. Marx Brothers, the Stooges, all of them Putting recognized as comedy geniuses. on the line, right? Doing it themselves. I, there is a biography written by Mo Howard, who I got to tell you, I, I, I love the Three Stooges. I adore the Three Stooges. Yeah. So uh, I've read a lot about them and like, oh, wow. uh, Mo, yeah, Mo, I've, I've read like Mo Howard's biography and Wait. like Larry Fine had a biography too. I read parts of that one. I, it wasn't as anyway, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Mo's was really awesome. And it was like illustrated, had all kinds of pictures. But he talked a lot. It's funny. I, I didn't even make that connection until just now. He would talk a lot about how like, you know, whenever there were like those pie throwing scenes and shit. Mm-hmm. So like they would like have to do take after take after take. They would like run out of pie essentially. And so what they would do is they would take whatever pie leavens were there <laughs> and they'd like put them on a plate again. And it didn't matter because it's for the camera. It's just yeah. right. It's just gonna come all smacked anyway. Pie it's just a, you know yeah. different take. Yeah, it's just whatever. No, I love he said it. that because they were like picking shit up from like the set. Like there was a good chance that sometimes like in the pie there would be like just a little chunk of lumber, like yeah, some random debris nails, from their like, wacky thirties, forties set or whatever. Yeah, they were working. Yeah, because yeah. they just managed to break all kinds of other shit right in the same scene, yeah. right? And so he said that, like, yeah, no, I mean, they were they would get a lot of injuries. Right. And yeah. so, like, you know, it, it started to remind me of like like professional wrestling. It started yeah. to remind me of all of the things that we like, like stuntmen and like 
Um, I remember going to Universal Studios and seeing like stuntmen on like the stunt show and what's real and what's fake, what's a squib, what's a real bullet, what the fuck Alec Baldwin, like, you know, like I just started to get all of this together. Like, and, and that was like yeah. something that also struck me. You know that fucking Alec Baldwin thing? Yeah. It would have never, 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 never would have happened on the set of Jackass. No, never. Never. Yeah, absolutely. They love each other too fucking much yeah. to ever let them actually get into like, like, yeah, no, you can break all kinds the, of fucking ankles and shit. But yeah. And the proof is ultimately in the fact that those people on the Jackass set would have hired someone who was skilled and qualified and known in the industry to do their thing, not the granddaughter of that person. So, and it's not to say any other reason than the fact that she, it was literally her second movie and she wasn't, she admitted herself before the mm -hmm. incident even that she was not prepared to take on a film that, like that, pr that project. Yeah. Like she's admitted full culpability and all of that. So mm -hmm. that's her own words. Um, yeah. But the, the jackass people were never let a mistake like that happen because they take all of that stuff safety very seriously. They want to keep doing those fucked up things over and over again. They don't want one of them to be their last. So even Johnny I Knoxville. I also think about how, yeah, like, I mean, I, lost I, I had never the... seen, never seen, like, a fucking warning sign that was ever so, like, no, really, we're serious, guys. Like, even Faces of Death didn't have a warning like that. Yeah, you're right. Faces of Death had actual death, and <laughs> there was no warning sign. But Jackass is like, don't do this with your dumb buddies. Like... And they say it to you in a way where you're like, all right, all right, jackass. I, I guess you're right. I am dumb. I'm not going to do this. This is stupid. You can do it for me on TV. Safely. Semi-safely. Anyway, I love those fellas. Yes. And all uh, I would also, I, I'll close this out by saying, close this little section out by saying, mm -hmm. um, uh, me and my one of my ex-boyfriends, we, we used to play this game called Who Is really repulsive to you that you would still have sex with mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you're listing off give give it give what who's oh, and, and and i just want to admit he right here right now literally uh -huh. any of the jackass fellas could probably still get it even to this day and age i have no idea really how they've aged you know they all seem pretty like, flexible yeah yeah i would say it's yeah. a quality that they all share they can all ride a and skateboard I, and, and I, I, yeah you know yeah i mean the, you know the dirtbag bad guy aspect very hot you know the like eating <laughs> like horse it. cum and like you know <laughs> playing ping pong with their dick and shit you know like yeah it's <laughs> weird or whatever but the only I'm thing down. that's gonna make it, it a little out. bit difficult is like what i just said where johnny knoxville had that motorcycle fall literally on his penis like he fell like it fell 100% directly on it and then like broke it. And he had, <laughs> he's fixed it now. Took a few years to rebuild it all, which he's, he's talked about this at length at his own, you know, to make a joke out of it essentially, but it's pretty incredible, pretty incredible stuff. Um, so he's willing to put everything on the line. That's why he deserves the Oscar. That film should have won an Oscar. And, uh, cause I mean, what, what is, uh, is, uh, James Cameron. He might make the biggest grossing film of all time later this year. But, mm -mm. but, and he probably won't, probably mm -hmm. not until Avatar 2 or 3, I bet. But yeah. let's say he tried to, it wouldn't matter. I would still think that Johnny Knoxville's putting more of it out there, you know, taking seven years of his life to make something because he's, you know, willing to like literally get hurt to make people laugh. And that's, that's the ultimate yeah. form of entertainment. Yeah. Know, so he's evil Knievel and Buster Keaton. 
as much as we may ever prepare or lose sleep over anything we may ever do with this show, that dude's letting a motorcycle fall on him upside down. And Yeah, no, I'm not going to do any of that. <laughs> no, I just mean no one's ever working. We can't ever dream to work that hard. There's no, no. way. There's no job <laughs> no, that could be in our path that would ever be that difficult where we're like, that's what it will take to make our audience go crazy. <laughs> And I'm, I might like I might I, I might that, like I, I might be willing to like get into like a dunk tank. Oh yeah, of course. Would you be willing to um hmm trying to think of I would be shot out of a cannon as long as Um I I think I would also participate in a limited variety of fear factor food challenges. Mhm. Speaking and I of, feel like those are like whatever, mostly. Speaking of food, uh, fear factor food challenges, um, I've been watching a little bit of Survivor. And uh, in the episode that I was just watching, they basically were like, I don't know. I have to look at the dates exactly, but it was 2001. Fear factor might have come out maybe between Survivor season one and two or something. Um, I'm only guessing because like challenge two or no, it wasn't like the immunity challenge, but it was like the it was like the. Um, yeah, like the luxury challenge, like where you have like the the lesser difficulty one, where they give you like a reward that's not as you know great. And what is it? The re- yes, thank you. The reward. <laughs> my 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 uh, support staff is the called the reward the reward challenge. Thank you. <laughs> um. <laughs> so in the reward challenge, they had uh, bugs and stuff. They had like a a mangrove worm, which is this giant, like crazy long, maybe a foot long, like jelly worm that looks like the inside of it is just like, I don't know, eaten up mangrove root. Um, they yeah, eat whatever. one of those. They, they toss those back. They eat all kinds of stuff. And it comes down. Eventually, you get to like what looks like kind of like a stick bug where you're like prying off like the front arms and you're just like chomping the rest of it down. And then, um, I don't know, everyone's like really up to it. Um, except like when the cow brain comes along, the vegetarian wouldn't eat it. But she's not like a religious vegetarian or anything. She's just like kind of pref- food preferences vegetarian. So she's not even like vegan. She eats eggs and stuff, but she wouldn't eat the cow brain to win the you know the reward challenge. And her the rest of her team was not happy about that. Um, she's so what still, year was that? That's a quick question. 2001. She still remains on the program. She hasn't been voted off yet, but okay. as far as I am. The reason I ask is because when was the height there was a of the like mad cow disease remember there was this this, oh, this scare yeah, in the I united wonder, states that's as right. well and so yeah that's right mad cow i wonder if that maybe maybe put her off a little bit of the cow brain thing but either way someone chomped up the chef threw that thing right down his gullet and this other lady threw it right down her gullet and um they actually ended up having a face-off because i guess the food they picked like everyone was brave enough or they just ended up like tied and so they they had a face off at the end um so everyone was like ready to eat the fear factor food on survivor first attempt they didn't do like any of the weird foods in season one as far as i can recall so um yeah uh let me tell you what survivor just like i said last week survivor is a show (gasps) that you can just stick on and just watch and you're just gonna have a great time you're not gonna like uh feel too many emotions you're not gonna like uh i mean Maybe a little bit when it gets to the end and it's intense and you kind of like know the characters. But ultimately, you're just kind of like watching some people like eat and drink and like cook food and stuff like that and kind of communicate or get along or not get along. But it's not like, uh, I don't know. It's 
kind of a chill program to put on as like the next time instead of I'll say this listening audience I know that you're not the kind that would just listen to the or watch the office over and over again or something like that but the next time you're going to put on your favorite show why not just stick on any old season of Survivor and uh, start season one in fact and just see how it hits you because I bet you by the time you reach uh, Richard Hatch in his first little line of dialogue where he says I'm going to win and you're like that's the guy that wins and uh, then he shows you how he wins by the end of that season you're going to know that you too can watch Survivor anytime and it's like the most lighthearted viewing you'll ever and you'll always have that in your back pocket There's a, there'll be 15 million episodes for you could watch it basically forever always have that little thing in your back pocket to pull out that old Survivor episode I'm telling you so you said what year? Uh, 2001 is season 2 okay so, uh, by 1990, by early 2000, we know that like mad cow disease is like a thing. So maybe they were, that was and an envelope they were pushing specifically. Was yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Wow. Well, there was even a ban on British beef because of it in like in early 2000. <clears throat> I do recall and then that. in 2002 is when the first U.S. case appears. So it's like right in between there. So basically, maybe she was being wise, but either I'm just way, saying. this is a yeah. cow, this cow brain from the Australian outback in this situation. Yeah. So. I also just want to uh, th- uh, mention just one more thing, which yeah. is that fear factor, the show <laughs> Uh, began in 2001 it's very oh. early aughts show that makes sense i okay. associate it with like that kind of fashion um but that the band fear factory started in 1989 <laughs> so i just want to <laughs> yes is that a um i'm trying to think of the production because now i'm starting to look at the production staff for all these the executive producers especially i'm trying to see the web of who created what first and which one's did what so now i know like mark burnett is like the survivor guy and i know that he's made some other shows too but i haven't gone through the whole like down the rabbit hole seeing like what other shows were like the direct descendants i don't know if amazing race was also in that bucket but i know that it came out like the same ish time but i haven't done the research yet and um you know too many things at once you know (laughs) just trying to digest as much as i can as reasonably quick as i can well, apparently one of the executive producers of Fear Factor had been a producer on The Real World. Mm. Okay. And is also associated with Extreme Makeover and Big Brother wipe out that fucking like fake yeah, that was Obstacle like the course. American I say fake because it was like a knockoff. It was like, yeah, the American version of a much better show that exists. It not was like, here, a, yeah, know? there was like, and then even Wipeout itself was the. It was an Australian show that got brought here. Um, it, there was the Australian version of that Takeshi's Castle, that one game from Takeshi's Castle, which was Hole in the Wall, which is also a different show now. Hole in the Wall is also that show too. Uh, Apparently, he was also supposed to create the live-action version of Candy Crush back in 2016. It does not look like that ever came I'm to I'm surprised that to, that, to ha- that didn't happen, but Floor is Lava did happen, which is surprising to me. Did you ever see so, you know about Floor is Lava? So I heard about it's it, and show. I was... Yeah. Uh, so, so over the weekend, 
again, it's it's really funny. Over the weekend, I, me and my sweetie, we went we went we went to Target to get a board game. Okay, it's really funny. We decided we wanted to to play some kind of fun game together, and because <laughs> we were just having a time, so we settled on Scrabble. But while we were looking around, I was like. Why is there a box called The Floor is Lava? Why do you need a box and like instructions to do something that just involves like Staying where off. you are? Yeah, exactly. Like you don't even need like to be inside a house really to play it. You can play it outside. Like you could just say the grass is lava yeah, or like exactly. this part of the whatever is lava. You know, anyway, yeah, I, it was very offensive. I, I didn't even pick lava. it up yeah. though. I just, yeah, I just went. I just scoffed at it and walked away only to continue scoffing at things as I was having to purchase items at Target because that's what happens. That's I'm mad happens. that I have to be there. Yeah, I'm mad I have to be there. <laughs> Speaking of Target, Target uh, was a uh, an in-game sponsor for uh, Survivor Season 2 and 1. Uh, they delivered some goods to the people. Um it was it's it's always i love seeing like i said season one was paid for by that uh in pro in game product sponsorship um product placement i guess as you would call it uh but season two like they were like oh here's like spices and beans were in there and stuff so um, I would like to be sponsored by uh Santa Fe Brewing Company and Sacred Garden dispensary oh i was able to snag local businesses i was able to snag those for the comedy festival they will sponsor things so both of them <laughs> yes both of them i got both of them oh my god i we worked hard i was actually the one that got sacred garden i just walked in there to the guy who was always there at the desk and i was like hey i come in here a lot you guys uh you guys, you guys can throw some money for our comedy festival. They gave us. Holy like, shit! I was just joking, and now it's like, wait, we can actually do this. I'd wear their T-shirt. I would okay. wear it all the time. Go, go yeah. talk to. Well, his, I think his name enough. is Chris. See if he's still there. He's, okay. Yeah, he's the main dude, but he's only. Yeah, he's cool. Tell him. Tell him. It's really funny. Tell him that he sponsored my comedy festival. He'll remember me because I guarantee he's never sponsored another one. <laughs> <laughs> not in this town it's terrible um let's see oh my god i want to no. oh so the uh the like uh, george r r martin owned Ooh. jean cocteau theater yeah it's reopening oh, after yeah. a remodel do they have and like a big I'm, uh kind of little festival opening kind of thing going on I'm, I, I i i'm actually not sure it was i think it opened last friday let me oh. check actually mm-hmm. Because I wanted to go. And so yeah. it was, yeah. So it's been closed basically since the pandemic. And I think they just took the opportunity to like, they were like, well, everything is fucking shut down. We may as well like renovate. And like, uh, so the Jean Cocteau Cinema for our listeners who may not know is a very small one screen movie theater here in Santa Fe, mm-hmm. which is owned by George R. R. Martin. And um, George R. R. Martin has been doing a lot of stuff in this little area of town. He has the uh, Jean Cocteau Cinema. He now has a, a little tiny railway mm-hmm. that goes back and forth from Santa Fe to like other locations. You can drink on it. It's like a little tourist thing. It's basically George R. R. Martin is just playing with a giant train. I love it. Sounds fun. He he lost his uh, he lost his uh, application to the city. He was trying to uh, renovate his home so that it would look like a giant castle, but he's like in a historical district and yeah. just wasn't gonna fly. So for once, the historical district ordinances fucking Actually, did something yeah. right. 
Um, on the other hand, I'm kind of sad because I kind of wanted him to have his castle because at the same yeah. time, like, fuck those ordinances. Cause he, cause and it, also, good, I hope that neighborhood has traffic. Fuck them. Fuck yeah. that rich part of town. Exactly. Have some traffic. Fuck you guys. Like, so. I, I spent some time in that... Um... I spent some time in that neighborhood where the Breaking Bad house is, the one with the pizza mm-hmm. on the roof that people used to go throw the pizza on the roof because they, you know, mm-hmm. I can't imagine how many times it happened just in my own mind. It happened probably three times that many times. Um, uh, yeah, so I used to hang around in that neighborhood every once in a while. And when I was there, we would drive past the house. The first time the person drove me past the house, I did not even recognize the house because even then it was already so different that it was almost unrecognizable. You can only okay. tell the shape of the house. You're like, oh, okay, I get it. Uh, okay. But now there's like a big fence around it and stuff. And um, I, I think about like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think about that with that kind of attention and traffic would be, but for a Santa Fe neighborhood, but you know, because in Albuquerque, those streets are like 25 miles wide. It's crazy. Like the yeah. residential streets are so They're as wide like as an entire wide. river. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, like... it's crazy. I don't, it's impressive. It's great for, I don't know, local traffic. I don't know why they do it, but. Uh, no, anyway. but in Santa Fe streets, you need to do like right. a 12-point exactly. turn in a smart car. Yeah. I live at the end of uh, Lolita Street. It's right off of Paseo there. It's a tiny little street. And my garbage truck, when it came down the street, it would have to back down it and then pull all the way back out because that's how mm. narrow it was. I mean, even a car. I mean, you're going to have to go in its own driveway to turn around. Um, it was basically an alley. Um, and that's most mm-hmm. Santa Fe streets for people mm-hmm. who don't live there. It's very... Yeah. But you, you learn to love it and um, probably wear your tires out a little faster than everyone else. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway yeah they did they had a little fest uh yeah. they selected tie oh they had a they had a community poll and they selected forbidden planet war of the world's cabaret amelie and belle et la bête cool so that was cute yeah i haven't been yet though i haven't i haven't checked but you know um i, I think it's actually really cool that he won't finish the book like I, I don't I've I don't really care about the book, so I'm not really like into like fantasy type of shit here. anyway. Yeah. yeah. So I I I, I kind of like that he's trolling all these nerds that they had to like make that they had to like finish the TV show and he still hasn't finished the books. I mean, if you really think about it these days, the only reason a very long fantasy novel exists is to one day be the source for a manuscript for a TV show or a movie. That's it. I mean, and yeah. I, don't, I don't think, I don't expect that any fantasy writers will come out with fantasy epics that aren't either instantly optioned or optioned before they're even published for what they're going to be. Because the, the, the even the chance of that happening is going to force the publisher to make that choice for them. So I don't know. Or their agent will strongly recommend it and with dollar signs in their eyes and so that they hear the sound of what they're saying. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think about that. I think about that with sci-fi too. I think about how like every sci-fi show, there's no more like, well, there are a lot of, there's a million original sci-fi concepts out there right now, especially like Raised by Wolves is something I'm kind of interested in watching. Um, But like right now, the biggest things in sci-fi are all things that have not only been uh, like books for a million years, but have been adapted maybe two or three times. Like I guess Foundation's never been adapted for TV, but like, it's um i'm ready for Battlestar to come back because i guess how i'm communicating how my feelings are like a show from 15 years ago i'm ready for that to come back today in the current atmosphere of like what's happening and uh, sci-fi is probably desperate enough are they like uh what do they got running in their tank these days i don't even know do they still have um 
Walking Dead, is that still? Well, I guess they still have three Walking Dead shows, don't they? Probably. I'm going to. I know that's, I a, have, that's AMC. I haven't even thought of the sci fi channel. That's AMC. That yeah, because it's on AMC. Yeah. Shows. What is even left? It must be like on Last Legs or something like that. It must be because I'm really just seeing Futurama on their website. Okay, well, that's not enough to keep a, a network afloat no. unless they've converted their entire model to not making original content except for like one show anymore. Um, hmm. Yeah. And it looks like their website doesn't even have the Futurama episodes. Wow. So there It looks like you'd have to get them probably through like Hulu or Netflix or I know that some uh uh streaming service just resurrected uh Futurama like in the concept stages anyway. Um I don't know which one, but maybe it's my guess would be Paramount Plus cuz technically don't they own It's NBC. Oh. I clicked on I, I went to the Sci-Fi okay. website. That's right. And then NBC uh, Universal I clicked on, on careers. Yeah, and then I Weird. it took me to NBC Universal. Well we're learning we're learning together now. Yeah, we sure are. No, I mean this is the reality of reality TV. <laughs> Let me tell you a little something about the reality of reality TV over here too. I'm reading a little bit about the Wikipedia section here for the real world Los Angeles on the second season. And I'm noticing that they mention how it expands from thirteen to twenty one episodes. And I, mm-hmm. I just had to be reminded of that right now because, I mean, like, it still feels fresh to that that was 20-something episodes and it felt like it flew by. I literally watched it. I forgot to mention this. <laughs> I finished uh, season one, watched that season 17 episode, thought it was really weird, and then immediately started season two and then watched the entire thing in about five and a half hours. Uh, wow. It was an incredible experience and that kept me, like, all the things, like, fresh in mind. And so I was able to, like, get right through there. And so now all those characters feel like people that are just jammed in my brain forever. Um, Some people get kicked off. Some people learn about their sexuality. Some people come in with everything changes, honestly. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Season two. Season two. um, There's an someone has an abortion on the show in season two. Season two is way more socially relevant than season one is by like three times. And I kind of wish that season two really got the attention. I forgot to mention the abortion thing. And they talk about every issue that you would expect and want them to talk about every single piece of every issue. And somehow that remains buried for time. I'm really surprised that no one's ever like brought that up in like the last, I don't know, few years or anything, but even now, especially, but it's, it's such a huge part. Tammy, her character, or, or excuse me, even in this case, I should say the real Tammy goes through this incredible experience, which is just like harrowing. She discusses it with people. Already has her mind made up, so she's talking to people about it in her life. And she goes to the procedure with her mom, brings the cameras, everything like through every step except you know the things that would be most sensitive. And it's you get to be there for everything. And she explains the whole scenario. And it's and there's people who disagree with it. And she has to defend herself. Her friends defend herself. They you know the people who disagree with her kind of come to it let's say if they don't change their mind completely they're coming to a new understanding and the people who don't change their mind uh, i at least give one person an excuse because he's like a kid and you know like i said it's mm-hmm. been kind of under the someone else's umbrella for long enough to adopt someone else's viewpoints um but it, it's um it's really that to me 
was the most timely element of all was that. Um, and it, here, I did actually want to play some clips. That's why I was trying to uh-huh. <laughs> pull up uh-huh. the Paramount uh, thing before here. Let me see if I can log in real quick. Um, but as I'm doing that, so. Well, as you're doing that, yeah. I, I thought of something. Yeah. Um, so when you were like, why hasn't the topic of the real world season two's abortion come up? Yes. Um, in this current moment where, you know, uh, it seems like the Supreme Court really is going to overturn it. And because it was an just entire... a leaked draft. It hasn't happened yet. Right. It's true. Right. Like, I, just again, to be clear, I, I, I hope. Right. It's going to happen. It just hasn't quite happened yet. It merits right? discussion, so, at the least. Yeah. Merits discussion. And, um, but I was like, well, if this season aired when it aired originally see because like reality tv is ephemeral in the sense that it exists in its current moment see like you and i are actually weirdos because what you and i are doing right now is we're going back and revisiting something that was like disposable right it was considered disposable but now we're learning more and more that what we considered we considered that the backwards way the whole time yeah Right, of course, yeah, but like, but this is why, like, it's kind of bizarre, right? Is because, like, unlike, say, something like The Simpsons or Breaking Bad or uh, uh, even I Love Lucy, right? Those are things that, like, the DVD box sets would come out and, like, people would be like, oh, we're gonna watch it. Turner Classic Movies picks it up, buys it. Now we can watch it all the time, right? And of course, now we're at a place where, you know, we have eight billion channels, but like, but, but back in like, like 1993 and even in like early 2000, let's say, none of this shit was really in syndication or in reruns really, unless it was like Correct. on MTV, right? Yeah. Like, yes. and then it's just like, it's on at like 3 a.m. filling up airspace. Right. In between, like whatever they've actually got going on, right? Yeah. Anyway, and I rem- well, I'll, I'll I'll paint the picture just for the person at home who wasn't even alive in in, in that kind of era. Um, There's probably a couple. Um, I would say this: I used to catch all my episodes of Singled Out. Um, now that I, I, my brain has like unlocked this door that I'm like remembering now, like all the MTV I used to watch, but I remembered watching a lot of Singled Out at a friend's house, and like they would always fall asleep, and I would just stay up like the whole time, and I would stay up those hours when they would have like reruns of like the reality kind of dating shows, that kind of like stuff. Um, it's the same hours you'd expect cheaters to run in any other network or something like that. And um, I remember watching so many episodes of singled out now, like <laughs> it, 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 it is, I bet you I must've watched 50 of them. Now I'm gonna have to go to YouTube and like find some that I can remember. Cause like, it's all going to come back to me. I know, I know. it. Yep. Um, but let me here pull up. Here we go. Season two. So before you yes. hit play, yeah, all that ahead. is a way of saying is that whoever was watching the real world yes. in 1993 right. was definitely a Gen Xer or older. Yes. Right. And yes. so I, I was going to make an offhanded joke. Like when you said that I was going to make an offhanded joke was like, well, that would require Gen Xers to be political. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, it would, it would imply that they would need to be have politics other than something that they grew up with i would think right you know and which is interesting because i would have thought that maybe they could then relate it to this right but then that made me immediately think hey wait a minute second question i guess that means that the real world as we 
are talking about it here in these first and second seasons. Mm -hmm. I I would describe it then because it was definitely MTV generation. So definitely aimed at the Gen Xers, not at anyone older than them, even if older people were watching it. Right. Mm -hmm. They still weren't the target demo. When then was the first millennial Mm -hmm. reality show? Because I don't want to just say it was in 2000. That's too easy. It would have been a reality show that someone like me on the millennial cusp, because I like I'm like right there. I'm like right on that like, okay. little fucking edge. Mm-hmm. Would have been like this is a reality TV show. Well, let's think about that also, and let's also think, anyway. That, no, yeah, no, I just wanted that. to put it out there. I, in I'm the thinking ether. about that. I'm I'm gonna keep that in my mind. I'm gonna ask myself that question. I'm also thinking now about. Why, why can we only see this reality TV for what it is now? Why did it take us, the tar- not even the target audience, but maybe even the generation after the target audience, to then become, have enough other information in our head to then draw the connections and, and see, like, this data, raw data for, like, what it is that we really see? Like, why did it take... Why weren't people having this conversation 15 years ago? Because this was still available 15 years ago. Plato's allegory of the cave. Oh. New stuff? <laughs> you mean new stuff? Oh, you mean that there's no answer? No, 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 oh. no, no, no. It's, it's that it was shadows on the wall, right? So like, oh. so like Plato's allegory of the cave is that you have people who live in this cave and they see these shadows dancing on the cave wall, right? And so they think that those shadows are the real thing. What they don't understand is that from where they're at, like mm. there's someone creating those shadows. Then what they're observing is a, a oh my God. Okay, anyway, okay. Press play. I'm going to pull something up and I'm going to send it to you and I'll drop it in the chat. Okay, do that. Perfect. So I'm going to hit play here. I'm on the clip and this should be in the episode. So first I'm going to play episode one from season two of The Real World. This is the episode where – so in um, episode one of season two is a micro dose of road rules. It's three people. It's Tammy, uh, Dom, who is another one of my favorite characters. He's extremely interesting. He's from Ireland, uh, which is interesting because they lead into – I think he might be involved in like the London season too also, but, and then there's John and John's from Kentucky. So they're starting their, uh, Dom flew out to, um, I don't know, somewhere in the East coast, maybe it was New York. I can't remember. They pick up Tammy then they get to Kentucky with John and they spend a night there at his uh, family's house and they go to the honky tonk where he sings and, um, and they have a grand old time. And now we're gonna, we're gonna, gonna hear a little bit about that. Oh, also, um, I thought it was a, a neat little thing. Uh, they never do this in future seasons except for these first couple. But the the old cast actually kind of like recaps and introduces like they're like, oh, they're kind of like saying like, oh, the people going forward should like know these things and stuff. And they tell them like, oh, it's going to be in Los Angeles, which um, it's just weird to have the old cast recognize like what's going on, like the future of a show. So let me find. Let's see. I called Julie the other day, and we play phone tag a lot, so I don't talk to her yeah, much. Yeah, Eric has a, a terrible haircut. Um, <laughs> that's what he got over his summer vacation. Let's see. Here we go. They're going to get something different out of it. But yet you're all here. I mean, you've all come back. So this is, uh, this is, this is basically, um, so the producer asks a question of the cast of season one of the real world. And he, here, I'll let him get into it. Center of the show. She's also the youngest and she came from Alabama and didn't know a thing about New York. 
So she had to be a major part. I mean, she had no idea where to go. She had no idea how to get there. You know, so automatically we all had to be involved in Julie's life right Why off the bat. Jimmy, I would really honestly think that it was a show was about no, Julie no, see, and, I, and I, I did start taking this personally and get completely offended. Like I geared the whole thing to be, you know, like this not about. But what I'm saying is, no, I'm saying that. But like I said, if I was somebody watching the show, I would think, okay, this is a Julie and Eric type of thing. Let's see what Julie's doing, and let's see what everybody else is supporting cast. Well, no one. And so I'm going to take a moment to reflect on a conversation that we once had, maybe in the first or second episode um, of our thing here, where you very quickly reminded me that reality TV and everything that we know and love about it is because it is the mirror for us. And this is the first cast of the real world basically coming to that discovery on their own. And you'll hear, hear them kind of describe it. Andre, I think, makes the, the point. Same exact feeling and the same exact thing out of it. I mean, anybody that watched it does not. They, nobody gets the same thing exactly. out of it. Just look at Everybody's real. getting it differently. Exactly. What they can relate to, what they can grab onto, what's exactly. close to them. They're gonna get something different right. out of it. But yet you're all here. Business. I mean, you've, you've all come back here. I've come back to see Julie and Andre and Kevin. I know you know that Julie wasn't trying to get in front of the camera every time she got right. Can't say the same about Eric, but <laughs> I know that. Yeah, Eric yeah, is notorious camera hog for sure. Today to see my friends and the people. I mean, this is something really a once in a lifetime chance. So I, I come back for that reason. I think the, the reason you saw us fight so much was not to show us fighting, but to show how we could work things out and how everyone has these problems that we had but we also managed to work around them. It's like a friendship. And I'll, in season one of Real World, extremely true. Season two of Real World, extremely true. I haven't seen any more of it yet, but I know that at, that, at least at that time in the show's history, that was absolutely accurate. And so, um, yeah, Julie really nailed it like right away. Um, and I thought that was pretty impressive. Um, and I don't know if like future casts even realize that, which is kind of funny. Um, I'm gonna guess that many future casts never watched much of the real world or you know, at least all the way back to the beginning. How could we ever expect them to? Um, but let me break out of this episode specifically and go to episode two, because that's actually where the show starts. Um, but Kathy. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Um, how much of the real world did you watch when you were growing up? Because I actually um, was not allowed. Not to, much. I was not allowed to watch it, and I think that's mm -hmm. because I grew up in a very conservative household. And well, I know that I grew up in a very conservative household, but I know that the answer is probably that uh, social issues are being discussed on the show a lot, and it made news headlines guaranteed. And my parents were aware of that and wanted me to stay away from those particular social issues. Mm. And so while I was watching mm -hmm. MTV. I was not allowed to watch the real world. And I assumed this, it was because it was for an adult audience, not because it had a specific message that it was just as adult as Got everything you. else I was watching, which is really interesting. Um, but yeah, do you, do, you, uh, do you have any recollections of real world? Yeah. Um, so, so, when, so I would have been like 12 when the real world came out, when it started, um, just again. So I, I was born, so like, uh, you know, to give away, a, I guess, a little bit of personal identifying information. I was born in 1981, right? Okay. So I'm, I'm 41 years old. Okay. And I, I think the reason that that's important is because, like, all of it, when we talk about culture, then you also have to talk about who's accessing that culture, who's the audience for that culture, right? Um, and who has even the ability to access it, right? right. So, like, so, for example, like, 
<clears throat> I want to be like clear here, for example, that like my parents didn't want us to have cable, but we could have afforded cable. Right. Right. I see, I see. This is, of course, in stark contrast, right, to let's say perhaps neighborhoods where like nobody could really afford cable and you had to like, you know, like come up with creative ways of acquiring cable. Yeah. And that's also different about where you live. Like if you live in a large city, a metropolitan area, I would imagine chances are better that like you have like a better ability to have stolen cable, right? Mm -hmm. Like, cause yeah. like the infrastructure is there for it. Right. So one of the things that I want to kind of just say is like, because I grew up in Los Angeles, I kind of feel like I didn't have to watch the real world. I was kind of experiencing it in my high school every day where there was this like whole thing of like, look at all these people who are different than you. And I'm like, okay, that kid's Korean. Yeah. That kid's the like, you know, the like kid who's obviously, obviously using like a, like a wealthier family's address in order to be here at this neighborhood school. Right. Like, we know that even if the school doesn't know it, maybe the school knows it too, but it doesn't really matter, right? Like, Los Angeles was huge. And so, yeah. like, even the moment you'd cross over from, like, how, like one school is visiting, that constant interaction was always happening. So, like, I feel like, for me, watching the real world was kind of pointless because I wasn't from, like, some small town where, yeah. like, oh, I'm having yeah. this tremendous culture shock. And I also kind of want to say, like, my my suburb was kind of diverse my parents took us everywhere so i also never felt like i was in a bubble and so watching the real world was for me kind of pointless i felt i did watch some episodes because whenever i was at a friend's house who had cable we'd be watching cable like of course and then again right all of my peers had cable it wasn't like hard to find or hard to get um and again it, we if we had parents who were watching what like or like denying us our ability to watch something it was probably because like yeah it was like jackass and they have like dicks and farts and poop out or whatever yeah. and that's just like unacceptable to parents the way garbage pail kids are unacceptable yeah. to parents right. you know uh, just um or they just like we were latchkey kids and no one was watching us anyway yeah. so like whatever yeah. exactly yeah you know yeah that is so yeah i was i'd I, watch some yeah. but it wasn't like something i watched all the time i didn't follow the story i to the extent that i knew hollywood gossip or things like that or watched mtv news and they'd fucking mention this that or the other sure uh you mentioned that there was you know an abortion in season two i yeah. don't even remember that mm. interesting I yep. don't remember that, like, in my consciousness. And I was a pretty savvy kid, but, like, I, I guess maybe it just didn't I guess it didn't register, register in 1993, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe at that year, a specific year in time, everyone felt like it was so secure that it didn't need to be, like, a big controversial issue in that it was, like, locked in. If you didn't like it, too bad, whatever. But that's why everyone stopped talking about it, because it was what it was, and people felt, you know. Um, I mean, this is also, of course, right, like, I mean, in my head, right, if I'm trying to kind of also tag it to like a cultural, other cultural touchstones, for me, in my head, this is when I'm listening to like Bikini Kill and like, you know, yep. Slut and Magic Marker on your fucking arm, you know, or whatever, your belly button, you know, and just like, you know, torn fishnets and your punk rock and watching 120 minutes. And so it's like, yeah, like... Of course she's going to do that. Why is that even an upper discussion? And okay. I would imagine that that would be the kind of like 
also the kind of Gen X apathy of not my fucking business anyway. Like, why are we even talking about it? It's like totally NBD, right? Of course, they wouldn't have said NBD, but whatever. I went, I went through know, my you know Gen what X I mean. phase listening to Bikini Kill and feeling really angsty somewhere around 2006, I want to say, seven. That was my. I years. come back to it frequently. I do too. I, I yeah, do too. seriously, I played yeah. it on the first episode of my podcast. So it's delightful. It's very important to me. Rebel so, Girl would be like the song I would. Song. I want to ride my song. tricycle to around. <laughs> I uh, yeah I I and, catch me on the bike trail with my speaker on the back. Demi Ref was the other one that I used for the clothing closing song. Let me play this. Oh, we have a uh, we have a RuPaul's Drag Race commercial playing before my Paramount Plus uh, that I pay for, by the way. He loves to frack. Oh, I guess. I wonder if he's still fracking. Oh, I know. New season is streaming tomorrow. Okay, now I can scan through my episode as soon as this clip is. Thank you, Music Television, for making me do that every time. Next on the Real World. No, not. Here it is. Okay. Let's just meet our characters. I just want to go over them a little bit because they're so fascinating and no one's going to regret this, I guarantee. On the real world. I don't know what's going to happen with the new game. Like, like, like surfers and skate punks. I know one of them is a female cop. Female cop who gets married and leaves the house. I know one of them is from Kentucky. John. Yeah, there's got to be a surfer, dude. One of them is even younger than me. This is the true story. Got Dominic from Ireland, Tammy, John, Beth, Beth S. Not to be confused with Beth A. Irene. There you go. Glenn, David. Here we go. Hi, my name is Dominic. I just want to let you give you Dominic's intro. I'll give you a flavor. Originally born in Dublin, Ireland. Grew up there. School there, but I left when I was 17. I'm going to the airport today to pick up someone I've never met before in my life, but I'm gonna live with. We're gonna travel across America and pick up another person who I've never met before. In my life. And end up in I love Venice, Dominic, California, he's such a fascinating character. Oh my god, I guarantee you somebody's gonna leave ahead of time. Somebody's gonna leave. Just be yourself, and you'll get through it. Someone, someone figured it out. You can't see me causing any problems. So, they showed Dominic clamber into this. If you ever watch Road Rules, it's the same vehicle as Road Rules. It's that, like, you know, Class C RV. I had no idea who this person was, what he, she was going to be like, if we were going to at least tolerate each other. When I say tolerate, I wasn't sure if we were going to, like, be at each other's throats, but tolerate is, I guess, an understatement. And up until the answer is, to me, it's going to gonna be difficult. <laughs> I expected someone on her own, but she came out and said hi to me, so I assumed this must be Tammy. I'm Dominic. So Dominic, I'm Please Tammy. Meet you, Tammy. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I guess we're going to know a little bit about each other. Meeting Dominic was a major surprise. He wasn't what I expected when I got off the plane. But he's cool, but <laughs> the first meeting was a surprise. Here, I'll get that for you, Tammy. Give me this. Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> You're giving out phone numbers already. He gave me his. Okay, hold I on. thought she was very attractive. And very cute. <laughs> They're lovely. Where did you get here? They're a lovely triplet. I got here last night. Oh, really? Yeah. 
So I'm gonna skip ahead to where they meet John. Thank you. Well, they're gonna look at me and they're gonna think, well, he's weird. Or they might think, well, he's an interesting person. He's definitely not like someone around here. And he so has this voice that makes him sound much this older, but he's a boy. Voice. He's like 18. He's he's he just finished his senior year of high school. And he's gonna be with like some 25, 26 year olds getting married and stuff. It's great. John, being the third party, was a little shocking. He opened the door going, Yeehaw, come on in. I've seen Wearing cowboy a cowboy hat. An actual, like, Stetson really cowboy hat. Like, it, it, he is Kentucky. He's wearing the cowboy shirts. He's got the jeans on with the belt buckle. He might as well be, like, holding his pants up with his two arms side to side. It's like... We're not? Right? So, everyone gets a little uncomfortable... Dom asks for a beer, they loosen up a bit, and then they hit the honky-tonk. And now you're hearing John sing right now. That's him. It's not Garth Brooks. I judge a performer by the reaction of the crowd, not by, you know, what I thought of the music. And the crowd loved them. So, now we'll go to where things get a little uh, complicated. I've never, ever had a single drug in my body. Never had a drop of alcohol. And you know what? I'm not even sure that those things are wrong. So, he's not prejudging. I am addicted to nicotine and I've got to stop. Cigarette smoking actually does become a big issue between everyone in the group. That's a proven fact. Dominic's made the statement, well, I think it's okay as long as you don't hurt anybody else. But, you know, smoking is actually hurting other people, we're told now. So we go something relatively light personal debate. Maybe I'm not leading the ideal lifestyle. Maybe I can take from these people as well. Eight hours in a Winnebago, you've got to learn something. I mean, you're pretty ignorant and stupid if you don't learn from traveling with two people across the country for a week. Dominic and I were playing with this eight ball. It's this ball that you shake it up, you ask it a yes. So we're having fun in the we having fun in the RV. If John was going to get laid when he came to LA. Go ahead, John. Ask me. He might be offended. Well, then don't ask me. Come on. You shake it. After six months in L.A., will John get laid then? <laughs> That's not a very nice subject. He just right <laughs> red. So sensitive. Pissed off that we were even discussing the sex life. He's not offended. He he's just like, like he's like, oh, no, you said the S word. We should not be talking about his, his sexuality. Hey, would you just shut up about that? Well, the Bible clearly states no sex before marriage, and you ruin it. If you mess it up. <laughs> he spends... This boy, this boy is so sweet. When he... He's in that mindset. When he gets to L.A., for the first, like, month he's there, the only thing he drinks is, like, full-strength Kool-Aid 
and he makes it just like four containers at a time, just fills the fridge with it, and he just like guzzles it because he's just so he's he's that he's still that. <laughs> I just I. Yeah. They have licensed music in MTV shows. Just won't even open his mind in a shock by the word sex. I, I told him, I says, gotta open your mind a little more. Okay, so. Okay, they're in a diner. Your father was right. When did you have this long conversation with my dad? You're in the house getting stuck. Even your dad looked like you was starving, didn't he? Well, hold on. I'm turning on subtitles for myself here because it's in a busy diner. If my son got in a motorhome with two people like y'all and drove off. <laughs> two people like y'all. Too. What's that supposed to mean? Huh? What's that supposed to mean? I don't know. Figure it out. Okay, what happened was, I don't recall how the uh, conversation got started, but it, we don't have people like either one of Tammy or Dominic in Owensboro. You don't see them. Well, Speak your mind. To me and to my parents, they were strange. Just lay it right out there on the table. I, I don't mean to stereotype people, and, and that's not what I'm doing here. What exactly did you mean? What mean? When you made that statement, if your son were driving off cross country with two people like us, what would you think? That one. Oh, that statement. <laughs> yeah, that one. And he says, well, wouldn't your parents be shocked if, if they saw me go off with y'all? So he says, you know, that's kind of a derogatory statement. I didn't say that. You did say it. I didn't say that. Well, because you did. You said, look like you all. I said, like you all. Christianity that you're lost. Are we getting lost, Dominic? No. That's me in the corner. I do like the musical uh, transition here. Losing my religion. They really? The real world. Okay. Dominic met two girls. Oh, shit. <laughs> Hold on. Anyway, so let me tell you about this. I'm going to get to it. Hold on. I'm gonna get, just giving you a little bit of taste here. I think that the reason that I would even play this much of this is because I think that I encourage our entire audience. Here, let me put you over here. Uh, Kathy, there you go. Yeah. Uh, this 
season of the real world uh, will teach you so much in such a short amount of time. Like, I feel like if you wanted the real world experience, like this is the one to go to if you're going to just take the time to watch one. But, um, damn, I wish I really got that clip where they argue. It's here. On the real world, I didn't know who I was gonna meet. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going skiing in Taos. Dominic went out the night before the ski trip and uh, he met this guy. You know, one thing led to another, I bought him a beer. Said his friend knows the people that own the ski place and they visited Santa Fe. And they love Santa Fe. And someone asked them if they wanted to go to Taos to go ski. <laughs> Um, Dominic went out drinking again, and he met two girls, and... And he ends up hooking with two... Hooking up, Dominic ends up hooking up with two people. I guess I've had a couple of cocktails. And that's like part, nice. of, the, that's part of the story. Really idea. But it would be cool if he just came to Vegas with us. I probably thought I was some kind of pervert in a bar with funny hair. Do we learn who they are? Yeah, they, they show their faces, and they... Basically, he promises to, like, take them on the trip with them. Uh, he was going to take them to Sedona. And then uh, the, the rest of the group's like, you can't just do that. We're like making a TV show here. Um, anyway. Let's see if I can find, though. I'm trying to find... Yeah, okay, there we go. This is it. This is the clip I was looking for the whole time, everyone. I hope you enjoyed Real World Season 2. you believe in all I didn't say all of it. I mean, that's he's putting words in my mouth now. What parts do you believe in? The ones I wanted. <laughs> See, that's, you can't do the water into wines real good. <laughs> What's your feeling, Tommy, on the Muslim religion? You're Muslim? Yeah. yeah. Are you serious? We're just three different personalities. I mean, Tommy's a Muslim. So what is that exactly? I'm not, I'm not familiar with that. John is white. Real, real white. I would consider the Muslim religion to be more like a philosophy. I don't think we could be more different unless I had antlers sticking out of my head or something. I was brought up as a Muslim. John thinks that is a terrible religion, that Jesus is the only God. I'm the country boy from Kentucky, and she's a black girl from L.A. I'm supposed to be prejudiced against her. And I think it bothers her that's not. And she's trying to create that. I'm going to heaven. Yeah. You pray every day. Oh, my. I'm not going to heaven because I pray every day. It was a joke, idiot. It was from a movie. What movie? Damn. I just asked you a simple question what movie it was. That's not. Come on. A black movie. With black actors. Where do you get that? I've never made a single prejudice comment to you. <laughs> never. A black movie or a white movie. Either a movie's a movie. I don't know. Uh, all of a sudden, John's a bigot. I don't know where that came from at all. You know, she's very moody. And I think that she just can't help herself. But, I mean, if this is going to continue, am I just supposed to take it? I'm basically fed up with being on the road and with being with them. I wanted to see some other people. It goes on for a while, but, man, at the end of the road trip, they all make up, and it's like nothing has even happened. So 10 days on the road they spent together, like in this little time capsule. And they hate each other halfway through, but by the time they get there... It's no big deal at all. And then you hear the reenactment of that one scene, which I'm trying to find. I think it's right here. Jacuzzi in her bathroom. They get there. Why do women need two toilets? 
Uh, Dave does not realize that the second toilet is actually a bidet. David's funny all the time. David's a stand-up comedian. This is the guy that gets kicked off for being gross sexually about six episodes ago. Okay. Wow. Yeah. The whole the whole house votes to get rid of him. sense like that is a, you know... Has to be an intelligent guy. Aaron, He's your uh, blonde-haired Republican. Aaron, he looks like he's real dedicated to school. So what do you do? Um, I do production work. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of PA work. I like have a different job every day. Oh. So you got your folks. And um, yeah, please, please, please go watch that. I, I highly suggest it. Um, there's, there's no way that you're ever going to see a cast of characters like that. And wait till they introduce uh, Beth uh, A. She's, she's very interesting. She shows up on the show one thing. She leaves the show with more knowledge than she could ever <laughs> have uh, thought to hope to collect. It was, it was an incredible journey for everyone. And um, I think they ended up uh, doing some reunion episodes too. So um, I'm going to check out, see what their future is huh. like. You get to do a little time traveling with that crew. So um, I highly suggest that. Uh, there's no way. I'm also, as no- I'm, as I'm sorry, as I'm also reading through this, I, I also noticed that there was a studs crossover. Yes. He was on studs. <laughs> Did I write that down in the notes? Oh, I okay. feel, no, no, I'm in the Wikipedia. Yeah. Eric was on studs and uh, no. And, and Tammy is as well. Yes. Excuse me, that's what happened. Tammy went on Studs, and yes, that's right. That was part of the show. Studs is on the show. Like, wow. Her, okay. The, the it's, filming it's, of it. It's like reality TV crossover. That's what happened, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, no, that, yeah, that's what I got, like, stunned about. Okay, yeah. thank you. That's it. Um, yeah. Because I remember, and then I actually did look up Studs on YouTube after you, um, after I had saw that on there, and I was like, I need to know, like, what this is now. And then they ended up showing, okay. like, tons of it on the program itself um you meet some people from studs you see people go on dates with uh people from studs <laughs> it's pretty good um did i uh, when when we last had the studs discussion mm-hmm. did i also mention that the ben stiller show had done a spoof of studs and it was called amish studs did i mention that to I don't, you i can't remember we definitely mentioned it. i didn't remember that but i don't remember please if you can you want to let me see if i can find it okay anyway i mean i'll just link it to you that's that's all anyway i found it okay uh yeah so so i've been going deep on the uh the reality shows but also uh, audience i've been preparing some uh interesting uh voyages for us as well in the future um i have a, an interview with the author of the book that we've been talking about recently a uh, true story we're gonna have her on the program in the near future probably in the next few weeks um and we have some other things uh, stored up for mm-hmm. you too. I have I have uh, an exciting interview coming up on my own podcast, and um, and we're trying to talk to people as much as we can, get some guests. We all we've I'm certainly we I have, know we that have both some of folks us have who been are thinking about interest. Yeah. folks that are reaching out to us, and I have some uh, experts out there. I know that you're listening out there. Some some instant experts on certain shows that would love to have on when we have like a show specific kind of discussion. Mm-hmm. 
um, yeah. And if you're an expert, uh, if you're a fan out there of the show and you're an expert on a certain show and it's not the real world season two, because we've definitely heard enough of that, um, <laughs> then you can definitely uh, let us know. And we'll, we'll be happy to have you on the show to discuss your favorite show. Because yeah. I think that um, that'll be key to us really getting through all that exists out there is getting mm-hmm. through everything that exists, not on our own. But the there's so us. much. Yeah, there's too yeah. much. We could never like hope to know it all inside our own brain. Mm-hmm. It's kind of exciting mm-hmm. that we get to take the journey together. So, is there anything else? There going was on some other stuff. Yeah, I was trying to think. Well, like I was trying to think what else I was watching, and I, I just I can't remember at this moment. I think I was just clicking around and just was like really, um, like I don't know. There, there were some that I would just get like bored of real quickly. Um, you know, like I got bored of the Gordon Ramsay prison one pretty mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't make it through. I was like, whatever. That's good to note out, though. I mean, I like I like setting out those signals to know like what we don't even have to like mm-hmm. worry about. We can skip certain ones. We can like get through. I'll go back things. to the list. Yeah, I'll go back to the list. I've been watching. Oh, I will say I've been watching a lot of uh, baseball last week or so. Great time nice. to watch baseball. The games are still at the level where it's, you know, you don't have to worry too much if win or lose, you know, just having mm-hmm. fun. So um, great time of the year to check in and just see like what team is interesting to you still. Um, I, I just love baseball and it is a reality program. Actually, hmm, I, I want to approach the right way to get into that so we can actually like discuss it. Maybe we can ask uh, mm-hmm. Professor Lindemann about that when she appears on the program. We can ask her about what's the deal with sports and why don't, why doesn't everyone look at sports as uh, essentially the same thing as a reality program because it is just they're good at a certain thing interesting um, it, it is i mean it is a competition reality tv show yeah it is it's just i mean the, there's whole channels like, i mean there, there's like there's like commentary on it yeah i mean hell there's room for a oh. espn for reality tv and you know it like with all the programs oh, yeah. that exist, you could fill a full seven-day calendar with programming for sure. Certainly. Well, it's funny too. I started thinking as soon as you said that about fandom content, mm-hmm. right? Because like, like, like I, I continue to be incredibly disturbed by the whole Johnny Depp Amber Heard phenomenon. Yes, I've not touched any links. I, I don't even. I, I can't. I can't. I can't. It just. No, I, I, oh, no, it's just, it, it, it feels so intrusive and, and, and it feels even more gross when you think of like, I saw, I saw some, somebody and I don't remember whom, but like some, some, somebody going viral on the timeline said something like, uh, you know, she's getting screamed at outside of court. And like, meanwhile, like, like Harvey Weinstein didn't see like a fraction of that shit. Like what is going on? Like, what is, what, what is this? It feels like some kind of weird mania. Anyway, it, yeah. I mean, what I, we're witnessing in like the populace, it feels like a like a dilute, like a mass delusion. Maybe it, we can it, ask uh, Professor Lindemann about that as well. Yeah, she would be the person I, to ask, honestly. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I know. It's, anyway, it's just, that's, it's that's hard the only to... other. Yeah, I've been trying to avoid like that shit, but it feels like. Like 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 a, the the meta aspect of it is what I'm now curious about. You know, like like some folks are describing that there might why? even be like some the kind why. of weird bot swarm. Yeah, like the, the why of yeah, interesting. 
I think yeah. the, the why of why reality TV works is the biggest question in it. And if we were to answer any question throughout this entire process, it would be to continually figure out how to answer that question because there's no one answer either. Um, but I'm starting to think now of like, of, of like, you know, it's like a manufacturing of trends. Yeah. You know, like like they're they're trying to get us to pay attention to something that none of us really give a shit about, right? Like fundamentally. Fundamentally um, we don't. We would if we didn't know about it, we wouldn't care. So fundamentally Yeah, we fun- wouldn't yeah, care, we right? Wouldn't. Yeah. Um if they weren't putting it on TV, we wouldn't know either way. Yeah. It reminds me of a couple things. Uh it reminds me of um there's there's a scene in a hard day's night. Uh mm. that, the Beatles that, film. Yeah, the Beatles film. Okay. Um where um i don't know why but i don't remember how through their crazy aunt have you ever seen it by the way no no i've never seen oh my god it. i've never seen any oh of the beatles god. films or the elvis films actually oh my god okay <laughs> Woof. okay we're gonna have to put that one down because okay. i think it's gonna be important but okay. anyway so like like uh, the beatles play themselves and uh ringo goes goes he basically Ringo fucks off basically Ringo is depressed and he's like sad and he's like I don't want to be here so he fucks off and then like the boys the the other fellas go on this little mission to to get Ringo back for the big performance that they're having that evening they have to get him back in time for the show that's basically the plot of the story um and while they're off having these adventures at some point they get into uh one of the antics they get into is they wind up in the offices of an advertising executive or they're there for an interview or some random shit like that. And the advertising executive is like, Oh, do you like this stupid fucking shirt that like, you know, it's like a fashion we're going to be putting in the department stores. And they're like, Oh, it's gross. I would never wear it. You know, right. Like they just kind of like, you know, they're just doing their thing being like teens essentially. And then, and then they're, and then the advertising exec is like, "No, you're gonna like what we tell you to like." Um, hmm. And I started thinking about like, it's really funny that that line is in a show about the Beatles or in a movie about the Beatles when they were being marketed as this thing, like on the Ed Sullivan show. And meant I started to thinking appear of, like as a parody, self parody almost, I guess, or like. I don't know uh, satire. I guess actually, is really yeah. The, the the film is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it's like a satire on themselves. I mean, yeah. they're they're definitely in on their own joke. In that sense, it's and it's hilarious. It's it's. I, I would say it's about as funny, maybe even funnier than Spinal Tap. Oh wow! <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to look it up. Yeah, that no, I think it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Um. And uh, it's very British humor. Um, and uh, the, I think their other movies. Yeah, no, I think their other movies are kind of on in that same in that same vein. But like, made me think of like the monkeys, right? Like oh, yeah. Partridge, Partridge Family, because they were actually right? yeah, yeah, yeah. These the you know. Um, uh, like which came first right like like uh the monkeys had a show they had music the archies were complete fucking fabrication hmm. uh just like the monkeys right um i don't know it it just yeah. it, it started to kind of i started to kind that's of like it. like sink so into that that's the, that's it that's reality tv mm-hmm. it's a different it's scripted reality tv mm-hmm. but it is reality tv and so that where's the timeline on that where does that sit on the timeline um, no idea. Okay, we'll find out. I, I, but yeah, yeah. But, no, but so, so boomer, boomer reality, Gen X reality. So pre, so we're talking about reality TV pre real world, definitely. But yeah. also pre American Family. I mean, it's not yeah. the same thing, but it's 
reality TV. So that's I, I keep coming back to I Love Lucy. Yeah, and then um, I Love Lucy is the colonel at the center. I can't go back farther than that though. Like I can't mentally like supposedly I haven't been able to. Maybe there is right. I mean, I'm trying to think of other things like like maybe Buster now. So supposedly uh candid camera was like a, a thing that huh. it was like and also there was candid microphone before that which was for the radio audience huh. um but ultimately i mean we'd have to look up clips and kind of see if it fits in or if it's loose or i don't know oh the other we thought i had about the yeah <laughs> the, yeah the other the other thought <laughs> i had about i love lucy is that it too gets really meta because you know, like Ricky is always doing a show and sure it's on stage, but in that sense, it's because it's taking its fucking cues from vaudeville, right? He's an entertainer. Right. But then when they go to Hollywood, she's always trying to get on TV. TV. Yeah. And then like... I have to go back and watch some apps too. Like, oh my God. I, you know what? Yeah. Okay, here's what I do. My promise to you is that I will watch nothing but I Love Lucy okay. and write down the key episodes for you okay, i'll watch it season by season and i'll find them i don't know who might okay. um, maybe amazon i'll buy them all i don't give a fuck i'll let you log in whatever I'll, and i'll put that credit in my pocket for the day that i want you to watch one of my shows too yeah <laughs> I'll, yeah I'll, I'll, yeah. Uh, I'll keep that one in perfect i'll think of exactly the right thing to pay back that gift you're giving me so. i mean i i, I and i also <laughs> want to see i want to ask our audience yeah uh, and maybe i'll, I'll suggestions I'll right now primordial yeah reality shows yeah primordial reality yeah i like that i like that phrase because i was thinking of like proto reality yeah like you know archaeo reality yeah because that really describes like you're not even really trying to do it but it's happening anyway because like the arc like like what about like 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 the war of the worlds oh well that is that is that's reality uh, rally radio yeah exactly that's it no that's it that has to be. That it. has to be it, right? That has. It's 1936, so it has to be it. War of the Worlds has to be it because okay. it scared people for real life because it was so yeah. kooky. It was it, enough it, to yeah, make people it did, did the fucking thing like like where they were like, that's "Is this it. real?" So that's it. <laughs> Is this really happening? So as far as we know. Oh oh oh! Wait wait wait! What yeah. was that that movie? That's oh. the locomotive coming at the screen. The locomotive coming at the screen scared people so much that they probably almost died. I'm assuming. <laughs> that does count because you're like, oh no, it's a real, it is a real train, and it is really coming at the camera. <laughs> okay, the locomotive movie was. Locomotive movie no. 1935. Yeah, no, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> steam lo- what was it called it wasn't the great locomotive chase that was 1956 there was one i looked where up they the word locomotive movie and it said 2013 <laughs> locomotive coming through the screen is what it i know they they remember that um big moment in history where they had those two trains collide into each other and explode for like <laughs> i don't know i think one time they filmed something like that but it's uh let's see if i can look up that story at some point that was reality tv happening in real life someone was just like hey give me like 50 cents and i'll 1896 okay 1896 there you go yeah so uh there the you go the myth of the runaway it's movie crypto, train crypto surrounds reality. a short 1896 film called the arrival of a train at la ciotat there you go oh, it was a lumiere film arrival a lumiere. of a train yeah 
and there is no hard evidence that the famed audience stampede ever occurred. But I guarantee you, even if like a stampede never occurred, I'm certain that if you were sitting in a theater watching it, you'd be fucking freaking out. Yeah, absolutely. It is, it's like the blown. first 3D movie, right? Like the, the first 3D movie must have done that shit too. Yeah. And the only people who used to get to see like screens like before that were like, you know, kings and queens in their like uh, camera obscura rooms or whatever. So like even the luxury of seeing a moving image in that concept was so it must have been like just even seeing 10 seconds of something must have been like worth the price mm-hmm. of admission. Reality. Mm-hmm. Just seeing mm-hmm. reality, just being able to put yourself in front of a train mm-hmm. and know that you won't get hurt was enough to like mm-hmm. one shot. You don't even need to like see someone get in there. Are no squibs. Just like, oh, no, it's a train. Ah, that's it. That's all you needed. People said that, so according to this article that I'm reading, it apparently, like, like even though there's no, like, hard evidence, no, no contemporary accounts that, like, audiences went wild, okay. that apparently by, like, the, like, by, by the turn of the century, it was, like, a well-known, like, it was, like, a well-known trope. People would oh. cite it as like, oh, you know, everyone goes crazy. Yeah. I kind of feel like, like, like that's just word of mouth, right? That's just what people would be writing on their letterboxed. Yeah. Right. So like, <laughs> saw that one, one star, great gimmick. Yeah. Uh, but uh, didn't really hold up for length. Also, uh, seen it before. Uh, yeah. In real life. Um. When I paid fifty yeah, cents could... to the band to crash the two trains into each other. <laughs> Whatever. Whenever I want to see a train, I can just go down to the stockyard. Yeah, I pay the train man. He just lets me plow them together. It's wild. Way better than TV. Well, does the director think me some kind of a hobo? A no. rude? A common rude who doesn't know how to talk to the train man? A sophisticated city gent who goes to the theater. <laughs> I wouldn't put myself in the line of actual train danger. Yeah, ooh, yeah, like, like, yeah, I'm a, I, yeah. <laughs> Live life on the edge. <laughs> oh, Kathy, I could have never oh my prepared, God. I could have never prepared the fact that I was going to play um, 20 minutes of uh, Real World Season 2, which I will clip some of the silence out of, but. Um, sure. Uh, maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just uh, keep our. Uh, a reality aspect of it up. I don't know. I'll have to listen to it myself and decide. But, um, yeah, no, I, 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 tr- I, I, I continue to trust in, in, in all you do. Thank you. Thank I, you. I'm trying I, very hard to figure out what cinema verite is for, or the documentary style. Like of, as a definition? Well, no, <laughs> I can look up. I guess what I'm getting at is I'm trying to figure out what the version of <laughs> podcasting is where you're in, you're in it yourself. And then uh, when you uh, make a little delays and stuff, you don't edit them out. But it's okay because your audience is listening to you because what you're doing is actually like some kind of uh, journal for them to open up and kind of reference or look at or keep going while they're like doing something in the background. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how podcasts are, but I listen to them when I'm doing something else. So sometimes I focus very intently, but that's only my own podcast. Maybe you at home. Well, I, you know, I, I, I like this. I like this. I, I like this description because like recently I was having a discussion with a friend about how like you will. And also just actually with you just a moment earlier also, mm-hmm. but like how tedious target is. Right. Yeah. So like, 
target any any almost any of those shopping experiences let's be honest with ourselves they're tedious uh, unless yeah. it's like something really fun and exciting right but like what what's that hot topic spencer <laughs> gifts calm down everyone you know so so the joy of going shopping actually isn't the joy of shopping itself it's about the like well what what joy are you having and unless you're like you know grooving along to music which is what i like to do mm-hmm. um otherwise you have the joyful seinfeld experience of getting one of your friends to go with you to the fucking mall and you lose your car and you get an orange julius and like you know I'm then someone to... has to go take a leak behind yeah. the fucking car or whatever I right like those are the things i used to know how to do that in high school i'm trying to get it back i'm trying to get back the like no let's... it's yeah. impossible as adults because like how 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 do, how do you like everyone works like see it used yeah. to be great yeah, you all got out of school at the exact same moment and you were yep. all captive and nobody wanted to see you for yet another set of hours but yeah. like we're adults we that's not what happens is we all work at different times our schedules never necessarily match up right yeah uh you know anyway so like and then uh, you know but then of course not everyone is fun at the store let's yeah. be honest you know it's so like, you can't just be anyone who it's goes true. with you it's true you need a you need a uh, consumerist companion. Oh, oh. Anyway, I forgot where I was going with that. Oh, Target. Something about the the abyss of Target. It was something about that. Oh, I, I would hope that our friends who are listening here on the show mm-hmm. that they could pop us into their headphones while they're at Target. Yes. That's all I can hope for. Tell me, uh, uh, write the show. uh, How about this? I'm interested in your opinions if you can contact us on Twitter and you know who we are without saying where we are. Uh, (laughs) If you know us, send us a line and tell us what you're doing right now as you listen to the program. You survived all of that, me playing too much of uh, Real World Season 2, and you you got all the way here, and you listened to us wax philosophical about our own show, and now we are talking about... um, your listening status so if you're still here please tell us right now what you're doing i want to know i want to know what you're doing and also i'm going to get a phone number that you can call actually how about this call 505-557-7932 that is my old cell phone number that i don't even really use anymore you can leave a message or you can text that number and i'll check it in like a week and a half how about that i'll make i'll check it we'll check it next week we'll (laughs) check we'll check it next week how about that Actually, I'll probably just be checking it constantly the entire week and hoping that someone leaves a single message or voicemail. <laughs> yeah, right. That's actually what will happen. But um, yes, we'll definitely we'll, we'll leave anything on there. So please, if you're from Australia and you're listening, as I know that at least one of you are, anywhere you're from, call in. Call in 505. That's a plus one if you're in another country. Plus one, 505-557-7932. Send us a message. I want to know Delightful. why you're listening. I want to know everything. I want to know what's going on in your day. I want to know what's making you say, hey, I don't know enough about reality TV for it to be completely interesting to me, but I do know enough about reality TV to listen to this podcast. But I also am interested to know more about reality TV so I can listen to it and watch it like these people do because they sound smart and interesting. And uh, I don't know. We're not. But uh, on this subject, I, I promise to do my very best. And Kathy does too. I I feel like uh, I've learned so much more than I could have ever expected. And we've only just started. Yeah, we've only done this is episode uh, nine. We haven't even done 10 episodes yet. And uh, and I can't even tell you the things that we have lined up. I I just want to tell you everything. But um, 
we can't we couldn't be more excited to make this show and uh and i don't know what else to say than that it's it's true when we say that some people say that i think when they're making a show but this is the beginning of something really fun and really great and uh it you know it doesn't even feel like work and that's the best way to describe it i keep we keep a schedule yeah we keep notes we talk discuss things you know and everything but it doesn't feel like work and that's the most important thing and it's it's uh, uh you know that was, i always thought that was something people said but in this case it's true so yeah it's sick as hell it's awesome it's fun yeah and i i, I also actually love that like uh friends uh who have been listening have been reaching out and have already been like wanting to have these conversations so I, yeah we're not being just goofy when we're saying like we want like you know to engage with you folks it's delightful yeah. to hear what y'all are thinking already like I'm, I'm inviting a professor on this show specifically to check us and make sure that what we're saying isn't like full of you know uh just whatever imaginings that we've had or you know like i want someone to say like hey like you guys are right about a thing or two or hey like you got this totally wrong i've like thought about this a lot or, no there, there there is no truth though right that's like right. i mean we're in this postmodern well, you know you can tell us all we wrong, have is subjective experience all, all we have are our individual subjective experiences <laughs> exactly. and the reality we create together mm -hmm. yes it's true it's it's about the friends we're making along the way. That's right. There is no good or bad content. There is only the um, feelings you have on it, the takes you have, hot or cold, and um, whether or not they'll propel you to the next stage of uh, internet famedom. So, um, <laughs> not me. I don't want to be famous. I don't want to be famous either. I just want to have a job. Uh, that's it. I do. I I do want. I do, I do want some kind of infamy though. That but but that's for later. <laughs> And, and not for this show. Like, I don't already... have nothing to do with this. It'll just be, it'll I... it'll just be like this. This will just be a blip in the footnotes if I have my way. Let me give you a little story. I'm just gonna give you a tiny little story here about how I have a little bit of internet infamy. Um, people don't know this because it's not my profile today that I use. My world, my name, my succinct thing. But I'm gonna give you a little taste. I love. <laughs> yeah. So when I used to be online and Eve online, I used to spend a lot uh -huh. of time getting uh -huh. in there and learning about the game and playing it for a little while. And as I was getting into it and years went by and I kind of forgot about it. And then uh, a thread popped up on the Something Awful forums and it was like, hey, you know, do you like uh, doing all these things? Do you like, uh, would you love to be able to get away with cheating and scamming people? Would you love to be able to do all these things? If you're looking at a thread. Oh, I would totally do download a car. I would totally. So here's what I did. Here's what happened. So, so I get back into Eve and I get all my characters back in there. And before I'm into the world of mining and doing all these things, I figure out that I can contact a certain group of people in the game and then I can make certain inroads. And uh, it's really like... <sighs> Eve Online basically turned into a scam school for me. And... It's hard to, I'm going to have to break it down, like, and really spell it out one, one day. But, like, I learned to love that in a very safe environment. In an environment where, like, it was within the game rules to, like, scam people. And, and out of potentially hundreds or thousands of actual real-life dollars of in-game credits of stuff. And uh, the Something Awful Forms was able to train me how to basically be, like, a liar, a cheater, and doing all this online stuff. But instead of stealing real money from people, I was stealing, you know, made-up internet game money. Um, and, like... 
um, the people who trained me uh, were, were very notorious people on the internet, but I didn't actually know that at the time. And they would actually become famous people in real life later, which I didn't know at the time either. And I didn't know who they were in real life. So it was fun to learn from people who were like basically intelligence assets is, is what I'm about to come out to. So like um, it's uh, I don't know how to like back up into this in the right way. Um, Kathy, have you heard about Benghazi? <laughs> do you know about Benghazi? I have, yes. Do you yes, know, do you know I, any of the uh, names of the people who were killed in Benghazi? Do you know any of them were for some solving yes, awful forms? Yes, they are. They are. Yeah, there's okay. that. As, as we keep running those like filters, yeah, uh-huh. we, we only get down to one name. Okay, so Sean Smith was a man. He His name was Vile Rat in the, the EVE online world, and I guess that's what you called him in solving awful forms as well. But he was basically like my, I don't know, mentor this whole time and i didn't know like what i was getting into but i was basically learning like i was learning spy tactics intelligence like asset keeping i was raising my own spies and stuff all within the video game of eve online without having any idea who he was or anything any idea about anything we i was in goon fleet we had a de- i knew that it was in like i knew that was in an intelligence detachment i knew that we were allowed to lie and cheat and scam and when we got caught we would go to him and he would make it better between the alliances yeah, that's wild. between be, by the that's way wild. the other the opposing alliance to us was uh uh led by uh, <laughs> uh let's say russian hackers this is the best way to describe it not russians necessarily but people united throughout the world who were united by their uh coding projects let's say uh I just, I grew up in a hotbed of dangerous, <laughs> interesting people. And, uh, and every day I go back and it's search. hilarious that you weren't allowed to watch Jackass. Yeah. I was a teen, by the way, I should say my age when I was doing all this, I was under, I was either under the age of 18 when I started. And then I don't know, maybe in my early twenties and I had no idea I was talking to these people online, but my point goes to say that. A lot of the people that we, I interact with in the Summing Awful forums are the people that I'm interacting with today on Twitter, and you are. And a lot of those people that we interact with in our daily lives online are also other people in real life that we may know from other things, but we don't know because they don't reveal themselves to be that. And um, there's someone out there who listened to the show today who has just you know learned something super interesting about, and I'm going to interview her for my um, podcast, who will remain anonymous for the reasons I'll be interviewing her on the podcast. But like... Um, I don't know. Uh, when you learn to navigate the, how people keep their secrets and why, okay. you figure out how to talk to people and then safely extract the things that are, I don't know, uh, good for stories. This is this is this is also why I really hate this whole like uh, uh, push towards wanting to have like your real name be what's used on the internet. And to be clear, I'm using my own real name as like a sacrifice that I'm willingly giving up. So I'm willing to say my name. I'm not saying my last name. And if I say my yeah. last name, it will be a fake last name. And my own last. And here's a real, here's a real trivia tidbit for you. Even my own real last name is made up. So how about that? Um, so even if you found it, my production name wouldn't even be the right name. That's funny. You know what's really funny is that I think all these names are made up. You know, I actually think all these so like, are so made like up I don't want to be like all funny, like mm-hmm. like but like we were being funny, so like you know, so Santa Fe being Santa Fe, uh-huh. 
it's of course always easy to clown on the white people here. Uh-huh. Sorry, white people. It is easy. But like, uh, it's We're, incredibly easy. We make it easy. a joke. We make it <laughs> just, a, just it's a, too easy. You could just <laughs> please continue. I'm sorry. It's, so we, we, we I, I was, I was with some friends, and we, we are people of color. And together, we are, we are quite a little phenomenon when we are, we are, when we are together. And uh, we were walking around, and I think we went to like Whole Foods or, or something akin to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, we were walking around, and um, someone kind of like bumped into us and was kind of rude. And uh, my friend, like, they said something like well, excuse you, Ashley. And I was like, it's Ashley with the E-I-G-H-E. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the most evolved form of the name. The Kaylee. Oh, my God. Anyway, because uh, that, that's just how I feel. Anyway, I'm sorry. I just can't help it. Anyway, I just immediately thought of Ashley with a E-I-G-H-E or whatever. I'm uh I'm living in a world right now where I'm observing everything through the lens of of kind of like a few books that I'm reading and I feel like um I don't know this conversation will safely I can say never end unless we wanted to so yeah I, I look forward to like uh, doing this every week and I thank you all oh. at home for joining us because this has been a real adventure and we're only ten episodes in realistically. And, uh, you know, pretty soon we'll have our first real guest and we'll be off to the races in terms of like actually being able to um, make some headroom in uh, like uh, getting our name out there. So and the reason I'm saying all of this, which I don't think podcast hosts would ever normally say any of that. Uh, the reason I'm saying it is because I want you to know that that's what they're thinking when they're talking about this stuff. They're thinking about forward movement. They're thinking about forward progression. They're thinking about expanding their brand and their podcast and getting more people to listen to it. And they're talking. They're, we talk about the numbers. They don't talk about the numbers. They don't talk about the numbers because they want you to keep giving to their Patreon, even though they know the numbers say certain things and they don't need as much as they need, etc. But then again, we're all hungry and consumerist, so we all need our things. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. This is free information so far. We'll see what happens. Like I said, I'm just trying to get a job. And Kathy and I are just trying to learn, really, make some friends, talk. That's all. So Just here to have a good time. Talk yeah. about reality TV. Yeah. Learn about the world and ourselves. And then maybe vote to eliminate someone off the island. Yeah, that would be great. I would love that. Actually, um, I'm going to think about our concept of that. Tribal council going to come to the podcast. um i i want i want to like like i i want to like i want so the the virgin america spaceport that's down south of truth or consequences mm-hmm. um which is owned by richard branson mm, that's right. i want to put them i i want to have billionaire biodome so i saw that that Polly Shore tweeted about a possible biodome too oh well they also got just- my hopes got my hopes up they just sent two billionaires so. to space so like this oh is yeah a- and then they had to do work and then they were like complaining They're yeah. like, oh this is hard and it's like yeah dude like yeah like now you're at the anarchist commune in space yeah like and if you, you don't this do it already? we're all gonna fucking die yeah, yeah. Like- there's no rules up there man you just have to do it because it's like everyone's like you need to do this it's kind of like what you you're didn't supposed even to do, do a vanity everest climb before this dude like are you serious like <laughs> You could have gone really high in much less time in training, but just speaking of Everest compared to going to space. <laughs> yeah, shouldn't do that. I've seen Green Boots. I know about that, man. I've read that Wikipedia article. Go uh, Google Green Boots if you're interested in learning about what it's like to go up to the top of Mount Everest. 
and have people pass your frozen corpse for 30 years and it look exactly anyway, the same yeah so i want to get all of the billionaires into billionaire biodome mm -hmm. and it's at let's do it uh space uh, it's at it's Could at the house? fucking place Oh, you want to have no, it down it's, there? No, it's going to be at Spaceport. Yeah, okay. it's going to be out there. Uh, like, New Mexico has already spent way too much money on it. Mm -hmm. Branson will uh, throw the cash together. Yeah, no, it's just... it's. It, but what we'll do is we'll just quarantine them down there. And then... And and and, and then... And then we'll see what happens... Uh, we'll crank the know, humidity. On, on the next episode. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens at the next episode. You know? First episode is we got to get them in there. It'd be really easy to get them in there. You just have a, you tell them that like the, the greatest opera event of the year is going to happen down there. And mm -hmm. then you just drop the dome mm -hmm. right on top. That's it. Yeah. And then that's when we go to the America's Funniest Home Video style of polling the audience about what should happen to them. And they'll all take a vote like in Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Right? Like kind of like that. And then whatever the audience decides is what we'll do. And then it'll also be like the running man in that way. Oh, <laughs> one more thing. I want to say... We're gonna we're gonna leave now. I promise. But uh, the next episode, I am gonna I am gonna cover the marriage that happened on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire because that is reality TV, and I find that concept really interesting. And uh, that's on my, Aww, on my short Oh, who wants list. to be a millionaire's wife? Mm -hmm. Aww. So I'm really interested to see that whole thing play out. And uh, everyone at home, uh, you're listening to music right now. Uh, I imagine uh, what music is it, Kathy? You can name any song, and I'll, I'll put it at the end. It's playing already. It could be on beat right now. You could be speaking. You could be singing along to it, and it will happen. Um, I imagine the Price is Right theme is outro is playing um, while yeah while we start counting audience votes about what will happen to the billionaire billionaires in the biodome. I'm humming along with the theme. It's not playing yep. in real life, but it is. It is though for you at home. I'm just, I'm just clapping and hugging Bob Barker with his tiny microphone. Oh, now it's playing doubly. Now it's a really confusing audience at home. I'm still gonna have it doubled up, and it's gonna be. Hell it's yeah. gonna usher you to turn off the podcast, unplug your headphones. You know that we've been on here for way too long, and uh, and we'll see you next week, everyone. Thank you so much for Bob. listening to us for this long. <laughs> Goodbye, Kathy. Fade out.